Welcome to the Edge Podcast, brought to you by MGR, with your host, David Gill. Hello and welcome to the Edge Daily Podcast. David Gill here, and today we're going to talk about where consumer attention is heading and which platforms will be the new frontier for businesses to thrive on. Today is a marketing and business episode than more so than a crypto episode. So if you're a crypto listener, feel free to keep listening. But if you're not interested, it won't hurt me if you turn it off. All right, so let's get into it. So marketing is a constantly changing space because consumer attention is such a volatile moving target. So the only way to dominate is by pinpointing exactly where consumer attention is shifting towards next. And today I'm going to talk about three areas that I think are going to have a lot of consumers, people or consumers on them very soon. So let's get into it. You ain't got no money, I ain't got no time. All these faces looking funny when I'm driving by. I'm going to go ahead and just say all three right off the bat right now, and then I'll further explain each throughout the rest of this podcast. But number one is audio and voice content, which I've uh, advocated before and talked about, had a whole podcast about before. Second is messaging apps and platforms, but now being able to target and use data from them in marketing. And third, attention moving away from large content distribution and creation companies to act to individuals. And when I mean individuals, I don't mean like actual individuals, although it can be, I mean, smaller groups, uh, individual companies that don't need to go to a studio or a mass distributor to get their content out there. So let's talk about the first one, audio content. And as I said, I have an entire other podcast. It's titled Voice is the Future. So if you want to get a really in-depth uh, look at that, go ahead and scroll back on whichever podcast app you use. We are on pretty much all major podcast apps, except for Spotify, coming soon. Um, scroll back, Voice is the Future, you can listen to that. But essentially, a quick summary, a simplified version is that people currently value their time more than ever. And audio allows people to be able to consume and enjoy content while also being able to do other things. That's the distinct advantage that audio content has over video in written articles or blogs or whatever else. It's that you can do more than one thing at a time, which in a world like ours where time is so precious for everyone, it clearly will be adopted. It already has begun to get mass adoption, especially in the United States. And on top of that, voice search and interactive audio content. This is a major trend that many major tech companies are jumping into. The main pioneer was Amazon with their Alexa device, and then Google followed very quickly. Google did an interesting thing, actually, over the holidays, which was lower the prices of their best seller, the Google Home Mini, to about $20 to $30, across the country, which led to about 7 million of them being purchased as gifts over the holidays. This is no coincidence. Google didn't care about making money on the hardware device itself so long as they could get into as many homes as possible. It's a fight for who will be the platform of the future for all of the voice and audio content. But despite that, 
Amazon's Alexa is still ahead, and it's estimated that by 2020, these aren't my stats, these are, um, st I will leave the link in the description, I forget who, uh, who, where I got the stat from. It is estimated that 130 million Americans will own Alexa, or an Alexa device, some type of Alexa device, by 2020. 130 million, that's most American households. That means that most American households, especially higher income ones, that can afford these things, which also happen to be the primary target of most marketers and advertisers, by the way. Uh, that means, right, these households with cash to spend, expendable income, most of these people will have an intelligent voice device in their house if they don't already. And Amazon has come to develop their, has I'm sorry, has come with their own developer platform, similar to what Apple did with the App Store back in the day, 10 years ago roughly, that caused millions of these brilliant developers to start creating apps for iPhones. Amazon is doing the same thing with what's called Alexa skills, but you can think of Alexa skills if you hear them as essentially voice apps for audio content. And the first few companies that are able to take or create some awesome apps for Alexa, create some awesome Alexa skills, just like the first few companies that were able to make the first awesome iPhone apps, we'll get millions of users because there's just currently not a lot on there. It's like the App Store 10 years ago. It's open ground, it's a wild west, and if you create the first great app, you will have millions of users almost guaranteed. So the opportunity for voice apps or skills and audio content is huge. And if you're a business, a startup, or an aspiring entrepreneur, whatever you may be, Alexa skills and creating a podcast as far as a means for audio content would put you miles ahead of the competition because this is becoming necessary and it is no longer an option to be creating audio content for your business or venture. And so the next topic is messaging. And though for those of you who don't know, there is somewhat of a secret war, you could call it, taking place between these tech giants and startups over who will own the biggest messaging platform. Currently, it's Facebook, because Facebook owns Facebook Messenger, which has hundreds of millions of users, if not a billion by now. I believe they actually crossed the billion user threshold threshold recently for their Messenger app, but I'm not 100% sure. And they also own WhatsApp, which does have over a billion users. But they're not alone. Uh, I talked yesterday about a startup called Telegram, which has users in the hundreds of millions and is quickly growing. Snapchat has over 300 million users, and people use that for messaging every day, as well as GroupMe, Kick, Google Messenger, Viber, Line, WeChat, and the list goes on. You get the point. But the one I didn't mention, actually, is perhaps the most unthought of when it comes to this race, but one of the most dominant, which is iMessage by Apple. The key difference here is obviously you have to own an Apple product like an iPhone in order to use iMessage. But iMessage is probably, or not probably, it is the most robust and most advanced and most featured-filled messaging app of them all. You can actually create specific App Store apps for iMessage, so you can, if, if you haven't seen this, if you have an iPhone, pull it up, I'm sure you've seen that app logo, you can download apps that are specifically made for just messaging, which is ad far more advanced than any other messaging platform out there right now, but I'm sure most of them will end up copying that feature. So why should you care? 
because two main reasons. Number one, data mining, aka reading people's messages to serve them ads about what they talk about, and messenger bots for business. Now, whether you think reading people's messages and uh, taking their data from that is creepy or not, doesn't really matter because it's already happening. And Facebook already offers Facebook Messenger ads, which target people based on their conversations and their behaviors. This is pretty self-explanatory, but this is going to be a major avenue of advertising in the future that is extremely underpriced right now. And it will be underpriced for at least another year. So go and figure out how to best utilize these messaging apps that allow you to create hyper-targeted ads with data mining and message reading and take action because it is underpriced but it won't be for long because this is such a massive tool to be taken advantage of right now. So you've got to go out there and spend the time to figure out how you can do this. Or, you know, you could always hire us, mgragency.com, and we'll do it for you. Sorry, I had to, you know, I had to get the plug in there. I mean, it was just, it's just too easy. It's too easy. Come on. It was a perfect opportunity. You'll get over it. You'll be fine. Anyways, there's also messenger bots, and this is different, but affects businesses as well. Um, messenger bots already exist. They've actually existed for a long time, but they're getting much more advanced. They are getting infinitely better, and it's only a matter of time until they are better at customer service and community management than humans. It's cheaper as well. A bot can talk to 10,000 customers at once, so you don't need 10,000 customer service reps. We're still far away, though, from having completely personless community management and customer service. But what we will see and what we are seeing is that now a bot can do 75% of the work and handle many of the simple customer care scenarios. And when things get too complicated, then you can have a community manager step in. But a lot of the basic stuff, the most common stuff, a bot can handle it and you don't need a customer service rep. Now, this might be bad for the low-level customer service reps uh, as far as their jobs go, but for community managers and companies and business owners and Basically, anyone who's worried about the bottom line, this is a dream come true. And you need to take a serious look at this if you are a community manager or a high-level business owner or whatever. Um, because this will allow you to have very cheap customer service and community management. It can streamline the entire process and basically take 75% of the work into a cheap bot so that you don't have to pay tons of people. You know, you're cutting labor costs, which... Again, this isn't an argument of whether that's good or bad. It's an argument of this is going to happen and you're going to fall behind if you're a business that doesn't take advantage of it. And thirdly, is, is thirdly a word? Lastly, thirdly, I'll go with lastly. Lastly, the most obvious one of them all is distribution and creation going from the studios and major distributors to the individuals. Uh, we are, this has been happening for a while, but we're approaching the point where digital content, individual creator content is about to surpass traditional media content like TV, for example. We are getting very, very close, and within a couple years, more people will be consuming online content than they do TV. The reason this is happening and the reason this is such a big deal is because you don't need huge distribution companies and cable companies or major studios because technology has advanced so much. Things like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, they've democratized the distribution of content. So you don't need to pitch a major 
cable station to air your show, you just click one button and it's uploaded to the entire world. But again, this is not new. We're just seeing almost a waving of the white flag, a surrender by the old cable and media giants because now they're all racing themselves to create digital content and make their own platforms. I mean, Disney has is has said that they are coming with their own platform for ESPN and Disney content very, very soon that you can just get an online subscription. YouTube TV is acquiring the rights to things like the NBA and a lot of ABC, NBC shows. And then DirecTV, which was bought out by AT&T, is now doing a lot of digital content. HBO created HBO Go a few years ago already. So it's just... It's just the final few companies that haven't adjusted yet are basically realizing that they need to make the transition or essentially die. Their companies will go out of business if they don't make the leap. So the action item or the takeaway from this is two things. One, start making your own content and distributing it if you're an individual or even if you're a company, especially if you're a company, actually. And if you want to advertise and sponsor creators, it's easier than ever now. Influencer marketing is one of the fastest growing sectors in advertising because you don't have to go through someone's agent or a studio. You can literally just direct message someone on Instagram and say, hey, I'll send you a bottle of my shampoo just take a selfie with it. And of course, they will probably want to be paid depending on the size of the influencer. And the other nice thing is much smaller people, if you just have someone who is popular in their own community, can have a lot of influence. So you don't need to go after the person with a million followers. You can find someone who has 10,000 but is very influential in a certain suburb and they can get a ton of people in that area to go out and buy your product. And it doesn't just apply to consumers either. It works very well for B2B, business to business, also. And so the whole point of this show today was to help you realize the ridiculous amount of opportunity that's out there and how you can take advantage of it. And I just gave you a long list of tactical things that you can do. So you got to ask yourself, are you going to take action? Are you going to take advantage of these things? Or are you going to say, wow, he's right. That's actually really cool. But then the second this podcast is over, you do nothing about it. You have to go take action and use these tactics if you want to win. It's time for the news. All right, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Let's get into the news. And there's only one news story today, and that's Amazon Go. This is Amazon's employee-less grocery store, or at least they're trying to have as few workers in them as possible. They just rolled out the first one in Seattle yesterday. Uh, They announced it back in 2016, but now the first one has actually opened. It works by, if you have an Amazon account, basically you scan your phone when you walk in, and it detects what you pick up off the shelves, and as you leave the store, it automatically charges your account. So you don't have to wait in line, or check out, or pull out your wallet, nothing. It just happens all automatically. And I don't know every detail of the back end, how the system works, but from what I've heard, it's actually incredibly accurate. It uses a lot of machine learning, artificial intelligence to get the stuff done. What's called um, computer vision is what they use for the most part. But I've heard it's incredibly accurate and they haven't had too many problems. So the real question is though, since Amazon bought Whole Foods last year, 
many, including myself, are wondering, is Amazon going to roll this out? If it's successful, are they going to roll this out in all of the Whole Foods stores in the future? And are they going to create a bunch of Amazon Go stores across the country and totally just dominate the grocery space? Or are they going to do what they did with their AWS business? For those of you who don't know what AWS is, Amazon Web Services. They had this massive server infrastructure from obviously having to host Amazon.com and they licensed it out. They sold it to startups and tech companies and even the CIA to use for themselves for their own servers. So are they going to do the same thing with Amazon Go, create this awesome technology that removes the need for a lot of paid labor and just allows grocery stores like Kroger or Publix or Safeway or whoever, HEB, to implement this system? And they're just going to make a lot of money by selling it to all these grocers. Or are they just going to go to war and try to put them all out of business? That is something that we're going to have to find out. I don't know what the patent situation on this is. I don't know if Amazon has patents. So those companies wouldn't be able to copy it if they wanted to. I, I really don't know that much. But it's very interesting. And it's something that I will be paying close attention to as things progress. Anyways, guys, that is it for today. I will see you tomorrow. Hey guys, David here. I just wanted to personally thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It just means a lot to us. We're new. We're just getting started. So if you could help us out, that would be great. And also, we have been putting up some fire content on Instagram and on YouTube. So if you are not already following us or subscribed on Instagram and YouTube, then go to the show notes, click those links, and follow us there. We are posting content daily, so be sure to check it out. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.